the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. As I'm being followed by a moon shadow, moon shadow, moon shadow, leaping and hopping on a moon shadow, moon shadow, moon shadow. And if I ever lose my hands, lose my plow, lose my land. Oh, if I ever lose my hands, oh, I won't have to work no more. And if I ever lose Together my we will hands, continue unleashing the power of American enterprise. So every American can know the dignity of work. And the pride of a paycheck. With your help, we will elect. Trump was on fire at this North Carolina. Did you did you hear this? No. He loves North Carolina. To create a safe, modern, fair, and lawful system of immigration, we will enact trade deals, and they are going like you won't even believe. That doesn't mean the other countries are thrilled with me. There was a recent poll: Germany likes Obama better than Trump. A lot better. I said, of course, because I'm making them pay their bills. <laughs> I'm saying, you gotta pay. I say, Angela. Angela. You gotta pay, Angela. <laughs> He's insane. <laughs> we go and make a speech later. I go and make a speech. I say, let me speak to Angela. Angela, you gotta pay your bills. You way behind. He, he has no he, filter, oh, which yeah. is some like, you know. He loves Lima and he loves Angela. <laughs> Right. All right. You know, Angela, mm. you got to pay your bills. Uh, you know, you don't, do you remember the moon landing? You're too young, right? Mm. You I mean, I, no, I don't. Okay. I remember reading about it. 50 years book. ago. <laughs> you know, the, um, I remember. I, well, uh, you, the, the summer 69, right? It was, okay. it was incredible. But, um, yeah, I remember staying up and watching, you know, the black and white TV 50 okay. years ago. Um, wow. And uh, maybe we'll get back there someday, right? Maybe. Uh, or maybe I'm Mars. just excited. I knew this song in the singer this morning. Oh, like, you as do? soon as you play it, I'm like, ooh. You better this... get the name right, Carrie. Cat Stevens. Nah, bah, bah. I was yeah. like, I know. That's I heard not it. Cat Stevens. Come on now. Whatever is Yusuf up. Yusuf and Islam. Yeah, uh, hey, I'm happy knowing Cat Stevens. All right. Okay. <laughs> and so, there, that, so thank you, Cat. You know, yeah, I was for, excited. For I was the, like, the oh, moon. I knew the song and the artist first thing this morning. <laughs> so we've got the moon shadow and the moon <laughs> landing. Yeah, so that was a great thing. That was a great time for the country. And the summer 69 was incredible. Um, 
Tom Kelly, you know, his show last week, and it was mm-hmm. he was doing a great thing. He, I mean, I remember, you know, the uh, I remember the Fourth of July storm because I mm-hmm. grew up in Lakewood, and okay, it was a you know a huge storm that came right before the fireworks, and and luckily I had not left the house for the park because mm-hmm. I was so close. I was five right. ten minute walking distance. A lot of people had to get there earlier right. to park and stuff like that. So they were all caught in that. Um, and but I remember, I, you know, that storm coming over because we were hanging out on the front porch and mm-hmm. we would a lot of times have uh, uh, cousins over who live farther away. They right. would park in our driveway and we'd and- all walk down. And so we were all on the front porch after having a little barbecue and the the skies, I've never seen anything like it, the color of the skies. And when that wind picked up, that you know, the the proverbial freight train coming down. Yeah. I that's what I heard. And then um the trees falling, the branches falling Jeez. and you know the havoc. But anyway, so um so we'll talk you know, you know, summer 69, you know, 50 years ago, a lot going on. So, uh, Carrie, get us started, and then we'll talk a little bit. All right. i got so much to talk about today, Carrie. Right, there are a lot of headlines. I mean, what happened to the dog days of summer? I I mean, normally, I mean, i I got so much to do, i got to talk quickly, Carrie. So if I'm talking too fast, slow me down. Go ahead. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 AM between 9 and 10. We're here to give you helpful information about issues that may impact your financial life, whether you're working or already in retired. It's sponsored by the estate planning team, and the estate planning team is a fee-based Ohio-registered fiduciary planner. We're not investment advisors. In fact, our clients either do their own investments or we work closely with their existing investment advisors to try to um, implement and help design a long-term realistic conservative plan and we like our plans our fees are customized we have hourly and retainer options and we offer a free consultation for people who want to come in and see how our process is different do you need a lot of help we'll give you if you give us your numbers we'll show you us plug in some of your information do a preliminary analysis showing where you're headed based on your current thinking um, and show you or are you someone who just needs a little bit of help maybe pension election or analyzing um, different choices that you might face. Um, Roth conversion, I know we're going to talk about Roth today as one of our topics, or any of the financial issues you face with. But we do offer a free consultation. We are A-rated and accredited members of the Better Business Bureau. We've won the Super Service Award multiple years on Angie's list. And we only recommend our services if you're someone who can help. And you can do free consultations by phone or in person. I also wanted to mention we have an updated website, which is also now mobile-friendly. Um, and you can also check out the website and get links to podcasts for future radio shows. You can contact us for a free consultation, sign up for newsletters. And I do have the September and October free educational classes that you can sign up for now. And that's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. That's financialfoodforthought.com. All right. You listen to Mark Daly and Carrie Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. The estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 34 years. And at least for the last 20 years, Carrie, mm-hmm. we've been helping clients a lot with Roth IRA planning. Mm-hmm. So we will talk about that today. So if you're new to our show, 
Um, we we typically talk about certain topics, you know, kind of revolving topics. Mm-hmm. So this week, and it'll probably certainly carry into next week, mm-hmm. Carrie, we'll be doing, um, you know, talking about Roth IRAs. And like I said, there's still a lot of confusion, even though they've been around, you know, since 1998, oh. still a lot of confusion, as well as, you know, what we think there's not enough, perhaps, advanced planning, you know, going on with them. Right. But um, so we'll, we'll get started today, talk a little bit about the rules, and then we'll carry this on to next week. And you can always, and again, we understand that you can't catch our show every you know, Saturday mm-hmm. morning live, but you can always catch the podcast. Mm-hmm. And Carrie, why go ahead oh, and thumbs up? Did you say about yeah, the podcast? Yeah, I just said, yeah, okay. I was going to say, I just I went thinking, over that, okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so how many, well, they've got, we've got a good back yeah. of a podcast, probably if not quite a year, you know, at least going mm-hmm. back to the beginning of the year. Um, but before we get to that. You said there's lots of headlines. Yeah, I don't even know where to get started. You know, why? so why do you think Trump was, you know, calling out Angela? You know, um, <laughs> you know, he calls out everybody. What are you talking about? I know. But, you know, but Germany right now has negative interest rates. Right. And a lot of people are are shaking their heads and saying, why is Angela, you know, allowing negative interest rates in Germany? And is that good for the world economy is maybe certainly good for Germany's for the time being economy. Mm-hmm. But at some point, is it going to you know lead to a global you know, recession uh, that will not, uh, you know, that we will also be caught up in. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's this idea of countries manipulating the currencies and stuff like that. Now, it, it's also it's somewhat interesting because right now a lot of people are waiting with bated breath on what our own Federal Reserve chairman and, and his buddies are going to come up with by July 31st. Right. right? And, you know, and, and you know, the, the New York Fed president, John Williams, this week, Carrie, again, came out and raised eyebrows with his public comments. And so, you know, and so what is the uproar or what is the, you know, concern about negative rates? Well, you know, this is just, uh, you know, an article out of, you know, Bloomberg that, you know, just kind of paraphrase. Um, so in Germany, 85 percent of the government bond market is underwater. This means that effectively investors mm. pay the German government 0.2% for the privilege of buying its benchmark bonds. Okay. Um, well, that stinks. You know, um, and <laughs> that's no good. Yeah, you know, and you know the what else do we say here? So negative rates are at odds with basic principles of the global finance system. You know, one important law of the financial logic. If you lend money for longer, you should see a higher return has been broken. Okay. Um, So who benefits from negative rates? Well, the governments, for one. Well, yeah, well, that's one-sided. The incentive to borrow money is never greater than when you're being paid to do so, um, obviously. (laughs) You know, uh, and only governments can get away with that, right? right? Uh, Germany, for example, is being subsidized to issue debt over the next 20 years. Though that does not necessarily mean it will boost spending. So, you know, do what they, you know, what the governments do with the money. So who gets hurt? Well, anyone who's pensions. How about insurance companies? You know, we we talked that, you know, no one was immune to the low interest rates if you're from the investment side, not least the insurance companies. Mm -hmm. You know, have you noticed your long-term care insurance premiums going up? Right. Hmm. Have you noticed that maybe you better check those uh, life insurance policies, the permanent ones? Or the variable ones, especially, depending on your... Um, Okay. Is anyone helping you with that? Have you talked to your uh, agent in the last 10 years? 
Um, coordinated advisors, we talk a lot about that in this show, right? A lot of our clients mm-hmm. say, Mark, I don't even know what questions to ask my life insurance Right, or agent. sometimes then um, the agent ends up being the home office because the agent gone to retire. Yeah. That's one thing for our clients that we can at least tell them, hey, it's time to, on those old policies, it's time to contact the company and these are the things you want to start requesting so you can understand what the policy is doing and what options. So, you know, who gets hurt? Pension funds, insurers, traditionally big investors in government bonds, you know, um, you know, their liabilities grow steadily as clients age, but often they're required not to take them on big risks. You know, um, banks see their margin squeezed. You know, it's not, a, you know, it's not, is doesn't that a sound really, like, I was going to say, a long term solution, right? No. Um, I don't even know that it's a good solution. Several of Europe's central banks otherwise unable to spur growth in the aftermath of the 2000-2008 financial crisis, you know, um, cut interest rates below zero in 2014. Uh, including Japan, who has never raised them. Right? You know, uh, the the sub zero rates were supposed to be temporary, but it's they have that. There's no going. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, you know, again, it, it's so now we have everybody. Like I said, is is really waiting to see what our Fed's going to do. And as I was saying, Fed right, because I thought they were going to do something in July, July thirty first, right? Okay, it, um, it's coming now. And and but John Williams, you know, it comes out the other this week. Um, you know, and and you know, kind of said, well, you know, the Fed's got to act, you know, quickly, or or he didn't say the Fed. He said, you know, central banks have to act quickly as economic growth slows. Well, that's Fed speak for saying there's a rate cut coming. In other mm-hmm. words, and, and, and the idea is um, that was such a strong comment that, you know, what he said, when he said central bankers need to act quickly as economic growth slows because, you know, one other thing we're all waiting for is the second quarter GDP growth. Right. And if that's closer to 2%, then closer to 3%, that's slowing. We've right. already seen the global financial slowdown, right? right? We heard about China and Europe. And and is Brexit, what's, you know, is that happening? I don't know. No, right. so, so we have this, you know, global slowdown. We're all waiting to see, you know, we'll get U.S., you know, they'll get this second quarter GDP before the Fed meeting on the 31st, right? So we'll see. But, you know, when he comes out and says central bankers need to act quickly as economic growth slows, that was like, you know, you know the, the, that told Wall Street that we're going to have a 50 basis point cut. And, and it's like, I'm not sure that's, you know, he, you know, now, they had, to, you know, then we had after he said that, Carrie, right, we had a spokesman from right. the New York Fed come out publicly and walk back his comments and, and say, um, well, no, this was really an academic speech, not about potential policy actions at the upcoming, you know, FOMC meeting. And it's like, well, now, so wait, what, wait a second. So That's why I'd be like, oh, excuse please. me. Yeah. You know, I mean, exactly. days before the Fed, because there's, a, there's yeah. a two week blackout where the feds can't say anything. Right. So two days so or they, a day I, before the Fed uh, blackout, the New York uh, president comes out and says central banks are in need to act quickly. And, and now they're saying, oh, we're really, uh, what, what is going it, on? It was just an academic speech versus it's still, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm sure somebody said something to him. Okay. Um, So, you know, and the idea is it's better to take preventive measures than to wait for disasters to unfold. So what are we setting up for? Well, here, maybe, are they that smart, Carrie? Could be. That they're saying they're preparing the country and Wall Street to say, that hey, look it. 
if we were, you know, we're maybe we're going to go with by him saying that maybe when now people are thinking a 50 basis point, maybe they're good for 25. So in other words, if they give a 25 uh, basis point cut, the markets will be stable. Maybe that's already baked in. Right. Okay. Now, if they go 50 basis points, okay, maybe that'll be a stock rally. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cause people are saying, wow, even better than what we thought. The problem is if there's no rate cuts, what's going to happen. Right. So we'll see what happens there. Um, let's see. Ohio. Oh, I love, you know, Trump loves Ohio. He loves right? Lima. Right. Right. You know, he wants Angela to pay up, but he right. loves Lima. Right. Um, but we're in Ohio, so okay. we have to worry about. So we've been talking about, you know, I was surprised when Ohio, controlled by the Republicans, couldn't get a budget deal. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. All right. I think it's been over 10 years since that's been a predicament. Well, and when you're controlling the House Senate, Senate and the governor, what's the problem? Well, um, but, you know, good things come to those that wait. Mm-hmm. So we did have the budget bill signed this week and is a little bit in there for everyone. OK, and it's pretty good. I want to talk about it um, because if you're um, if you're an Ohio taxpayer, You know, it matters. And, you know, so, you know, let's see here. So the key takeaway here is everyone's getting a 4% income tax cut. Mm -hmm. That's a good place to start. Right. Right. Okay. Um, And they're eliminating the lower two brackets. So they're helping the lower class, you know, in the low income. Okay. So, you know, so basically... If you're making less than twenty two thousand a year or twenty one thousand and change, you're not paying any you're Ohio not paying taxes. Any, no state income tax. Well, okay. that should help some people. Um, um, let's see the the you know I was talking about the controversial motion picture tax credit, right? That survived. Which you said, which didn't make any sense why it didn't, because you said for every dollar they spend, they get two back. Yeah. It, so it, that's a no brainer. Yeah. I mean, that's and that's what. Why kinda, is that even debatable to me on any side, regardless of the political fence? Yeah, I don't know. either. I mean, plus, it's not like, it, oh, I mean, because our next door neighbors in Pennsylvania are going gun ho in, right. this, in this department. As a matter of fact, Pittsburgh is doing a lot better than Cleveland in the movie making business. And that's business. a huge revenue So do you want to just give the rest of the business to Pittsburgh? Right. Maybe you want to bring more here to create revenue um a little competition um like we used to have in the steel days right but to me that's like a waste of time that they're even debating about it right it's it's 40 million a year i i you know two to one return like you were saying i yeah it's a no-brainer right um why is that even debatable okay now another great one and a lot of people didn't hear about this, and it might not be apropos to you, like the four percent, you know, across the board tax mm-hmm. cut. But it's apropos to a lot of listeners. That's a small business credit, right? Right? You know. So remember Kasich, you know, remember him, right? Mm-hmm. Remember he came out with the small business tax credit a number of years ago. That's where if you're a pass through entity or you know limited liability company or partnership, the first two hundred fifty thousand dollars of taxable income is no longer taxable. Okay. It's a huge small business oh, tax yeah. break. You know, um, you know, every you know, and believe me, if you're in a small business, you know how important that was. Mm-hmm. You know, coming off the Great Recession, right. the lost decade, right? Um now, there were a lot of you know, the 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 prior to this budget, they wanted to get rid of that, or at least cut it in half, or even maybe down to a hundred thousand mm-hmm. from the two fifty. Um, that survived. 
Okay. Good uh, news. So the the first. So I'm hearing only good news here, Mark. Okay. Now, yeah, the first two hundred fifty, and and Dewine had a lot to do with that, by the way. So you know, the House wanted to lower it. Um, the the Senate wanted to get rid of. The, there's an additional tax break here if you're making in the small business over two hundred fifty thousand, right? Right. Um, now, um, well, not everyone was happy about that because they what they did come out and said a couple of uh, industries would not get the credit. Okay. This is going to break your heart, Carrie, okay? Because okay. lawyers is one of them. Okay. <laughs> the other one are lobbyists. So is anyone really going to be crying in the bear if lawyers and lobbyists don't get the $250,000 no. Ohio small business tax credit? Mm-hmm. I didn't think so. All right. Um, so who is disappointed with this uh, budget? Lawyers and lobbyists. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess anyone who uh, is under age 21 who like to partake in tobacco products. Okay. So the age of tobacco right. is going, for, and you heard that, right? Everyone right. heard that during the week, 18 to 21. That's vape, that's cigarettes, or all of it. Yeah. Um, now, you know, I don't know. Which, honest, honestly, I, you know, I'm shocked when I drive by a gas station, I never, to see a pack of cigarettes, the cost of anyone, even especially young people, how they can afford to smoke, in all honesty. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I look at it and go, I mean, that seems insane. Yeah, I, and I don't even know how much the vaping stuff costs. I have no clue either. Um, you know, but the uh, the idea that so I, now, obviously, if you if your business depends on the sale, right, it's going to hurt. Yeah, because I mean, how much business is that between that's those three years? Yeah, I have no clue. It's got to be big, right? Um, and also, I guess this is a revenue cut, right? Because there's a pretty steep tobacco tax right that mm-hmm. ohio gets and I, I you know i think it's like uh was it a buck 30 a pack or something yeah, i have no idea you know, um as well as i think other tobacco products uh, you know but you don't think kids under 21 that are smoking you're just all of a sudden gonna stop ah fake ids <laughs> i don't know but i mean certainly Friends. so we'll, we'll see but so anyways for the most part sounds um, like all good news to me right uh for the most part pretty good news um Let's see. Uh, Amazon Prime Day, Carrie, right? Oh. Ta- talking about good news for... Um, so did you uh, did you partake in... Are you a Prime? No, I'm not. No, just your kids Do you know are, what? Right? No, my kids are not either. Really? Actually, are my sure? dad is, and I think I... Yeah, sometimes I have him order something if... Yeah, I'm not. Okay, yeah, I, I just I just have him order it if I want something on Amazon. So Amazon reported astounding results. Now they don't release dollars. Okay. Okay. What they said was that they sold more than 175 million items. Okay. More than its sales for the past Black Friday and Cyber Monday combined. Wow. So Wonder why they have created this summer buying hmm. bonanza. Now, a lot now, did people, you order? Uh, yeah, I always do the same thing. Remember, I, I, you know, I do two things on uh, Prime Day. Um, one, because you know, I have a Whole Foods in my backyard, right? So, okay. so if you're a Prime member, if you spend ten bucks at Whole Foods the week of Prime, you know, Prime yeah. Day, you get a free ten dollars certificate to use on Prime Day. So, oh, so you go grocery shopping at Whole Foods? That's why I go grocery shopping at Whole Foods <laughs> twice a year. Or, I mean, once a year. I've done yeah. it two years in a row to get the 10 bucks, you know, because so, I'll use that. The other thing I do is they all, Prime Day, they always give you a $5 
coupon on any book. And okay. here you might, you know, kind of know that I, a little bit. I like to buy books every once in mm-hmm. a while, as long as Margaret's not listening to this podcast. Um, but, you know, so I always take advantage of that. That's it. I don't do anything. If, if I'm looking, if I'm really looking right. for something. Um, but, you know, the prime deal isn't on everything. You know, right. it, it's just uh, and, and I'm not into those big, you know, TVs yeah. or anything like that. So um, but anyways, they're happy. Um, you know, and everyone says, well, why is it in July? It's like, it's like the new Christmas Christmas in July. July, It has nothing to do with Christmas in July. I think it has to do with wanting to create revenue at different times of the year, personally. But the date is specific. (laughs) They started it four years ago on their 20th anniversary. Okay. So it's, it was, there was the 20th anniversary of whatever July date it was. Now it's two days, by the way, right? You know, they expanded it from one day to two days because we're so busy. And shopping. Um, so, anyways, that's that's why it's in July. Um, and they said that what they did release was um, some some dollars for the um, the third party vendors. Okay? okay. So if you're you know a, a lot of encore career, right? You know, are people who are trying to sell their hobby career, you know, yeah. on on um, Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they said that third-party vendors doubled over the left period to $2 billion. Wow. So some good news there. All yeah. right. Well, those are some of the headlines. And I know we're still going to get to the Roth conversion today. But whether you're working or in retirement, we help people with issues like spending, um, creating the ta- income you need as tax efficiently as possible, building plans. On last week's show, we talked about Plan R, which is how to build in how a possible um, market downturn can impact your financial life. We can also income replacement needs, a long-term care stay, any of those financial challenges you face, as well as when you can afford to retire or if you're in retirement, um, what you can realistically spend. We do Roth conversion analysis, IRA distribution planning. Um, and if you want more information on that, you want to come to our IRA and Roth planning class. But call for a free consultation. We can do it by phone or in person. Our home office is in Middleburg Heights, but we have locations around the greater Cleveland area. Consultation is about an hour, hour and a half of your time. If we can't help you, we'll let you know. But it's a great opportunity to see how our process is very different than that of other advisors. And you can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. That's 440-239-2090 or financialfoodforthought.com. All right. The other good news, Carrie, before we talk about the Ross, is um, we now got notice that the IRS is going to give us a new 1040. I saw that. And I am quite happy about that because I thought the, the, the 1040 was just re- the new 1040 form and the mm-hmm. six schedules that they created. And, and all the CPAs we work with or tax preparers didn't like it either. Nobody liked it. I mean, if <laughs> I mean, and now the, the robots were okay right. with it because they don't know the difference anyways. But... Um, so, you know, if you were struggling with the, uh, the the new 1040 form, because they had to meet, the Republicans had to meet a campaign promise that it's a postcard size form, which is really a joke. Right. Because when you add on the six schedules, it's really no longer a postcard size form, quite mm-hmm. frankly, you know. So what, what, so really quickly, Carrie, you know, you know, uh, the six new schedules, that, it's going to be back down to three. So okay. instead of having six half sheet papers. Right. That's just going to be three full sheet papers. Yeah. You know, 
right. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, they're they're going to give us back a capital gains line. Remember, they, they yeah. hid the capital gains. That was causing problems. Well, it was a lot of confusion. I know we were trying to reconcile it. And also by putting the IRA and pensions and that all That was these the things. one I was most complaining right, about. Right, because when you're trying to reconcile things, it was harder to do. They're changing that. They're going back to the old system where IRAs will be on their own line and pension annuities would be on the second line, like the old days. Well, it's easier. That to, was confusing enough. Well, it was easier to figure out if there was an error by having those separated out. Okay. Um, um, also, Schedule 1 will have an added space to enter date of divorce, right? So this, of course, accommodates. You remember the Tax, huh. the tax Cuts and Jobs Act here. Remember, they, they eliminated the tax deductibility of alimony. Right. And, and now that the, the receiver of the alimony, um, you know, doesn't have to report as taxable income. But the that didn't take effect until 2019. Okay. okay? Um, so as long, you know, and, and, and existing divorce decrees were grandfathered. All right. But apparently that's causing some confusion. So now there's going to be a space where you put in the date of your divorce. That's a you know red flag huh. of whether you should be able to deduct alimony or not. OK. Um, and the other one is, you know, talking about the federal, you know, the part of that big tax cuts and jobs acts was, again, their small business deduction. Right, mm-hmm. Carrie? And that would parents, so they're getting, it's getting its own form now. Cause you know, I, I had, I, I was struggling with that with my turbo tax, right. you know, myself. And so now there'll be a form eight, nine, nine, five, um, that will be used for the simple version of the small business, you know, the QBI deduction. If you've got a more complicated one, you'll be using form eight, nine, nine, five dash a, you know, um, but hopefully that won't, you know, the robot was doing the calculation, right. but it was hard to follow. So now that's going to be on its own form. All okay. right. So a little changes there. So Carrie, uh, Roth IRAs, right? Well, um, right. Go it's, ahead. It's, it's a great, op- great tool. It's tax free. So we love that when we talked about future shows and the tax wrappers. But a lot of people get confused and don't realize there's a difference between Roth contributions and Roth conversions. Right. So we really have to start in the beginning, right? Right. And talk about Um, what they are. Right. Um, And as I said, you know, Senator William Roth, right? God Mm -hmm. rest his soul. He started the he started creating the idea of the bill back in I don't know it was maybe ninety six or ninety seven mm-hmm. right and then it actually became the law became effective in nineteen ninety eight now that was the original you know, the Roth IRA law did you know have both the contribution and the conversion right um, process now actually in ninety eight because it was the first time that taxpayers could do conversions, right? Right. Um, what they did was if you wanted to do a big conversion, they gave you four years to spread the tax hit over. Right? Okay. Remember that? Do you remember that? So we did Vaguely, have- yeah, because I remember what, like it was an exciting thing and something right. we were analyzing. So we did have- No, we didn't have a lot of clients that did that big of a Roth right. conversion that they- it was a big benefit to spread it over four years, especially because you had to do it that first year. And a lot of taxpayers weren't even, you know, contemplating it. Right. Um, but we did have some and certainly the, the, a lot of I'm, I'm sure all the senators did. Right? right. You know, they got theirs done. Right. Um, now, 
Um, all right. So, but the, yeah, the idea is a lot of times we hear today is like, well, Mark, I'm not, I'm retired. So I don't think, I, I didn't think I could do a Roth anymore. Right. Now that's the confusion between Roth contributions and Roth conversions. Right. right. So the idea of contributions is yes, you have to have earned income. And a pension doesn't count. Right. So I think earned some... income, just to think of wages, you know, right. you know, whether you're W-2 wages or, or if you're self-employed. Schedule, right. Um, you know, you have to have earned income wages. And as long as you've got wages, yeah, you can still do Roth IRA contributions. Unless, Carrie, you may have too much income. Right. right. Because there's a phase out. Right. Mm-hmm. So for 2019, you know, um, that phase out for, you know, uh, Roth IRA contributions for married jointly, it begins at 193000 and completely phases out at 203000 Right. If you're single, okay, the phase out for Roth IRA contributions begin at 122,000 and completely phased out at 137,000. Okay. The one that I do, you know, sometimes mention that you might not hear from the robots is if you're married filing separate. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing that, you know, chances are you will not be able to do Roth IRA contributions because if you're married filing separate, you're phased out from doing a Roth IRA contribution at the astounding amount of $10,000. Mm. Okay. Um, so there is that somewhat of a penalty if you're married filing separate to save some Ohio bucks, you right. know, um, and, but you were planning on, you know, doing Roth IRA contributions, be careful of that. All right. Um, so those are some of the rules. How much can you do? It's the same. The Roth IRA contribution is the same limit to the IRA contribution. Mm-hmm. So for 2019, that's $6,000. And mm-hmm. if you're over age 50, you can do an additional thousand, okay, you know, to catch up to get to seven thousand. Now, the the one thing too is that I'll mention is that a lot of people forget about spousal contributions, Carrie, right? Right. Um, so we we over the decades, uh, you know, twenty years now, we've been dealing with Roth. A lot of cases, a lot of times, we found that the our clients, you know, coming into us the first time, they didn't realize that, you know, that they could do even if one of them was working but their spouse wasn't working, right. that they could still do a spousal Roth IRA. Right. So I'm working, my husband's retired, we can both do, as long as I'm in the income limits, a Roth contribution. Right. And and so don't forget about that, right? Um and as far as the um, you know, other times we get confusions where people say, well, Mark, I'm over age 70. I didn't think I could do a, a Roth IRA contribution anymore. No, this is the difference between traditional IRA contributions and Roth IRA contributions. So if you're talking about a traditional tax deductible IRA contribution, yes, there is a 70 and a half rule mm-hmm. that, you know, if you're if you've attained age 70 and a half, i.e. you're subject to required minimum distributions, even if you're working and have earned income, you are no longer eligible to fund a traditional IRA. Mm -hmm. By the way, the SECURE Act, you know, which was passed in the House, is looking to change that. Okay. So stay tuned, right? Um, But under the current law, that is true. If you're 70 and a half, you can no longer contribute to a traditional IRA, even though you have earned income. 
But because Roth IRAs, I mean, if it's your own Roth IRA, mm-hmm. there is no 70 and a half required minimum distribution. Right. Okay. So therefore, there is no restriction. If you still have earned income above age 70 and a half, right. you can still contribute to your Roth IRA mm-hmm. and your spouses. Right. For that matter. All right. Um, now, um, so those, you know, so those are some of the the rules um now the benefits are many right right so um and Carrie, you said you uh did you give the class where we go over a lot of these right. at the it's actually you have I want to make sure i think it's well, september well, you're looking i was going to go ahead here i was going to say it should be september 18th at three o'clock in middleburg heights so you're not going to want to miss that one okay um all right, so so we go over some of the benefits of Roth IRAs. Well, obviously, tax-free earnings, right? And, you right. Know, um, and, you know, that becomes important, too, when you're playing the tax limbo game in retirement, right? Now, the tax limbo game is, if you come to class, you'll, you'll see what we mean by that. But, you know, there's all these, you know, arbitrary tax thresholds that our complicated tax code has that says if your income, your either your adjusted gross income, could be modified adjusted gross income, could be combined income, could be uh, taxable income, you know, mm-hmm. it's confusing, right? right? But if it goes over a certain amount, bad things start happening to your taxes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's where your uh, Social Security, get, you know, gets more taxed, right? Mm-hmm. It could be where your Medicare B premiums or Medicare D premiums go up. It could be where you're lo- losing the the 0% long-term capital gain rates, right? If you're, if you're not familiar with those, you know, this is what you need to be that's talking. That's why you want to be careful with it. Right. And this is where you need to be coordinating with your tax preparer and your other advisors. Right? And that's what we do for our clients to make sure that, you know, you don't make a quick decision that's going to cause more problems than the savings. And as I already said, if it's your own Roth IRA, you don't have to take money out starting at age 70 and a half. Right. OK, you can, but you don't have to. Right um, now. So it also, but if you are taking money out, it's a it's a nice, you know, because, you know, you don't have to worry about it affecting any of those thresholds. Right, it's a nice emergency fund, I guess. And if you're worried about tax rates going up in the future, you really might want to think of that pot of, you know, money putting it away so that you have a resource of tax-free income. Now, um, it's also if you die, right, and I mean at the second death, you know, if you're right. sp- married, that's, you can, the spouse can do the rollover thing. Right, only a spouse can do that rollover thing. Right, non-spouse beneficiaries can't roll it over, whether it's a regular IRA or a Roth IRA. Um, It's still a decedent's IRA. It's a beneficiary IRA sometimes, or a beneficiary Roth IRA in this case. And now the beneficiaries are going to have a required minimum, all right, because it's not their Roth IRA. Right, but it it doesn't really matter. It's still tax-free. So it's tax-free if I need it during my lifetime, and my kids or beneficiaries get it tax-free, unlike... The traditional that is taxed during my lifetime and taxed at death. Right. So one of the things that a lot of people say, well, Mark, it doesn't really, you know, um, uh, well, uh, you know, I'd, I'd rather get the tax deductible IRA. So I'm lowering my income taxes. And if my kids have to pay taxes, if I die still owning IRA, so be it. Well, that's the beauty of planning. So you don't ask your neighbor what their goals are. What are your goals, right? So, so if maybe you don't have kids, maybe you don't like your kids, I don't know. 
This is your plan, not your neighbor's. Right. All right. So the idea is, uh, if it, but if it is a goal that you're not trying to leave a big IRD, you know, income in respect of the seed to, to the non-spouse beneficiaries, leaving them a Roth IRA certainly eliminates that. Um, now, the other thing, too, I'll just mention, you know, this the SECURE Act, right? You know, because a lot of people say, well, Mark, my kids are, you know, they're so smart. They're going to do the right thing. They're going to stretch out the IRA. You know, mm-hmm. that, that concept of saying that a non-spouse beneficiary can, you know, they will have a required minimum, but it can do it over their single life expectancy. Okay. So if they're inheriting my IRA, maybe when they're 60 years old, 65 years old, they still have 25-year life expectancy. It's not going to be that big of a deal. Yeah, but you know how often the statistic that kids don't stretch it out, that has nothing to do whether they're smart or not. Maybe they have a mortgage. Maybe they have their kids' student loan debt. Maybe they, you know, they're behind on saving for retirement. Maybe, or maybe they just want to spend it because you think about nobody has to do the stretch. Nobody, you know, they can do what they want unless you've specified in some document. Now, but I just mentioned the Secure Act. They're talking about doing away with the stretch IRA, right? And that's causing, you know, because they're what they want to do is, you know, limit the the time period to 10 years. In other words, they were originally talking five, right. Carrie, but I think they knew that wasn't going to fly. So they now bumped to 10. So what they're saying, if that secure act becomes law, now remember, the House got theirs done, right. but Ted Cruz is holding up the Senate version, which is the RISA bill. Remember Trump talking about right. RISA. I love mm-hmm. RISA. As much as he loves Lima, mm-hmm. as much as he loves Angela, Angela, pay up. But you know the, the House is saying, you know, you non-spouse beneficiaries, pay up. Right. Because we're not going to let you stretch it out over your lifetime. You've got to get it out in 10 years. Right. That'll be a government revenue generator. So once again, if that's a Roth IRA, it's not taxable anyways, even if they have to get it out over 10 years. Okay. Um, Now, a lot of times, sometimes over the years, Carol, we got the question from a new client or a prospect or someone that says, well, are, are Roth IRAs good investments? And we always scratch our head when we get that question, right, Carrie? Because that's not the question that you need to be asking. Mm-hmm. Are Roth IRAs good investments? Because quite frankly, the, the good investment is a discussion between you and your investment advisor. Because you can invest in anything you want in a Roth Which IRA. Which I think is a misconception is what can I get in a Roth? You can get a right. savings account. You can get a CD. You can get an annuity, yeah. a mutual fund, bond, stock. Gold, uh, real estate. Uh, you could put a small business if you're- So it's you know. really just like an IRA. You can have in other things. There's yeah. not one thing that's a Roth. It's right. anything you want it to be. So it's the same answer when we get the question, are 401ks good investments? It's, that's not the question. No. You're asking a risk question, which, you know, is, is that's a misconception that you need to have a discussion with your investment advisor. And if, if you're not and if you don't have an investment advisor or you don't know what to ask your investment advisor, we do. And so it's not the idea of whether a Roth IRA is a good or bad investment. What you invest your Roth IRA <laughs> determines that. Right. And not even that. There's no good or bad concepts. It's what's your goals is what's the appropriate of it now. What's the plan in the future? What's the plan of death? And does it fit? Okay. Um, now, the other thing is, well, you know, what have been some of the, um, you know, c- you know, conversion rules? So let's, let's switch now from contributions and talk a little about conversions. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is, again, the misconception is, well, I, I don't even know the difference. Well, a conversion 
is when you're just taking existing IRAs and converting them to Roth. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Now that creates a taxable event. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, And, you know, so you have to be aware of that. And this is where we've had some, you know, changes to the laws since 1998. You know, so, and again, in the beginning in 1998, Carrie, there was a restriction that if you had modified adjusted gross income in excess of 100000 you weren't allowed to do a Roth conversion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so that prevented a lot of wealthy families from doing Roth conversions. Mm-hmm. That restriction was permanently lifted in 2010. Okay. Now, by the way, the year they did that, because now that opened the door for a lot of people to do Roth conversions that were blocked before, they gave you a two-year spread. In other words, if you did a Roth conversion in 2010, you could prorate it tax-wise over two years. Remember, originally it was four years. 2010, it was two years. Um, Now, also, because of that, that rule, there had to be some relief for the taxpayer who, in good faith, did a Roth conversion during the year, thinking that they'd be under that limitation, but then got the bad news from their tax preparer in April saying that they didn't make it. Mm-hmm. They were over that 100000 limitation. Now we got a problem, Houston, right? Um, so what the law had in my, you know, you know, was the idea of a, what we call a Roth recharacterization mm-hmm. or a do-over, which basically said that you could recharacterize, you know, all or part of your Roth IRA, um, to prevent you from getting the penalty for contributing when you're over the limit. So the interesting part was when the 2010 limit on AGI was, was lifted, modified just gross income, they left the recharacterization rule on the books. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people got, you know, uh, creative ideas on how to use that Roth recharacterization. And for example, in other words, if you were trying to max out your threshold, right, and saying, okay, I, I, I want to do a Roth conversion because if I do a $10,000 Roth conversion, it takes me right up to that threshold that I want to go through. Right. But then you got a surprise that, you know, from capital gains or some other windfall that shot you through that threshold, mm-hmm. you had it till the following October 15th, because Roth conversions have to be done by December 31st. Right. Year. You had it till the following October 15th to recharacterize all or part of it. Right. That was a great back pocket do-over that you had. Right. That, under the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, was eliminated. Right. So that is no longer available. Which so, is an argument that even though it's Roth conversion planning is still important and something people should look at, you just have to be extra careful. Um. And watch those thresholds more closely and do more planning and get good numbers. Um, and those are things that we do for our clients. And actually this fall, actually September and October, you know, and year end is a great time to start looking at that and saying, you know, are you, do you have opportunities? You know, you definitely should have analysis done. Sometimes we have people come in, I want to do the Roth conversion. We do the numbers crunching based on their spending needs. It doesn't make financial sense. They're not going to save any money. Other people, they could have been doing it for a long time, especially if they're before 70 and a half wages of end. They're in a very favorable tax rate. It's it's exciting where in some cases we've talked on the show, they can take money out of their IRA at a zero bracket or a very low tax rate, convert it to a Roth and keep going. So there are huge opportunities in this area, which is probably one of my favorites. Um, 
and that IRA and Roth distribution planning where you can make a big difference in helping people with those net spendable dollars. And we offer the free consultation for people who want to um, look at these issues or anything else that we deal with. Or you can come out to our free fall classes. It's not too early to register. Call 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. That's 440 440- Two three nine twenty ninety, or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right, so we have a few minutes left here. So we'll continue our Roth conversion, Roth contribution, um, certainly in the next week, mm-hmm. maybe the following week, and we'll get into some case studies. Um, so, you know, also, you know, what also happening in the summer of 69, Carrie? What? There was a little rock concert going on okay. in New York. You don't know what that was, was it? Mm-mm. Okay. Um, got a few hundred thousand. Was it Woodstock? Ah, very okay. good. Okay. So if you're too young to remember yeah. Woodstock, here's a little flavor of it. Okay. I was thinking that was all the hippies, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember my brother um, was actually thinking about going because he had a cousin. Right. Like we had a cousin. Do you know who's singing this? Song? No. Really? No. Really? You never heard this voice before? No. You have to ask your mom about this one here. That jazzy. You never heard this? Mm, no. Mm, okay. Um, she was at Woodstock. Obviously, this is her Woodstock performance. Okay. Talking about the summer heat. Oh, oh this is bad. Yeah, there's warnings. I, they say people stay inside the air conditioner, go somewhere with air conditioning. Okay, this uh, this this girl's name was Janice Job. Oh, okay. I was gonna say that's probably the only '60s singer with that kind of voice. That would have been my guess, but. All right. So, yeah. So uh, my brother almost went to Woodstock, but, you know, like a good Irishman, he he, he uh, couldn't take off work for the weekend. Okay. Um, he was working at a gas station pumping gas. He used to pump gas. In oh, yeah. Days, there was no self-serve. Yeah. Everything was full serve. They'd wipe your window. I, remember. I don't know if my parents would let him go. Anyways, he was still young. <laughs> um, and I think they were, and I think my cousin wanted to hitchhike to New York. Oh, and, yeah. And, Which, yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember my dad talking about hitchhiking was no big deal. So let's get back to, you know. This created a little controversy this one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. It was, was it out of line, Carrie? Send her back, chant? I think that was because what Trump was saying, go back to your country and try to fix that before you're telling us how to fix our country. But things are always taken out of context. It's like I did see a study this week, which is interesting. They were going it's campus reform was going around to colleges and quoting about the immigration policy, about people not being in this country legally and the deportation and the crime rates and statistics that it was up 80 percent. And it was actually in. I can't remember the year, but actually, and all these people said, oh, that's because Trump's a racist and this. It was Obama. And actually, then they after they said the quote and just showed them in writing, people made all these comments, assuming it was Trump. They didn't say anything. Then they showed the video of Obama actually talked about people coming in this. And we have to protect our country. So, yeah. you know, it's just it, it gets so ridiculous. Well, I know the headline. Sometimes I read them. I don't even watch it because it just. It just gets out of hand. Well, I, I think it was just the crowd. I mean, it, I think it, it was the crowd. It's probably the new all chant. fired Remember, up. Remember, it's it's replacing locker up. Right. 
which was right. you know inappropriate. Everyone knows, but no one's really serious about it. Everyone, no one really thought that they were going to lock Hillary Clinton up, right? No uh, one. I don't know. I think, I think no some one's really hoped. thinking they're going to send <laughs> Omar back there. It, so it's just a replacement. Just like you know, how Trump's replacing MAGA with now CAG. You right. know, from the Make America right. Great Again to now the CAG hat, right. Keep America Great. And the Trump 2020 hats are out. Um, and so I think this is just the new chant that you're going to hear but along you with know, USA. And, and we'll see if Trump you know, puts a stop to it. the thing of it is, is so, okay, people say things that are offensive to you. Okay. So what? Like, you know, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, we, it, We're too much of a world of everybody's offended by everything. Okay, so what? Now, I was talking last week with Cortez. Remember Sandy? Where remember Trump called her Cortez. He's that's his new name for her. Yeah, Cortez, just Cortez, because mm-hmm. the other name's too long. Trump says. But remember, I was playing last week at the end of the show. You know, uh, Sandy's. You know, she was asking. You know, she was um, asking questions to Chairman Powell. You know, who's, right. who's on the. You know, was on the. the committee or was it, the committee was asking mm-hmm. questions and she got she started talking about the phillips curve being broken and the fact right. that if that's the case we shouldn't be worried about raising wages in this country that would mm-hmm. lead to you know runaway inflation and remember i said what that would lead to a discussion of 15 dollar minimum wage right. well here we go so right. the house passed their you know uh you know law this week that you know they want to raise the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now it has no I don't think it has any chance of passing in the Senate mm-hmm. and I don't think Trump would pass it or I think he would veto it but I told you that was coming mm-hmm. right? Because once they get America believing that the Phillips curve is broken and that you know the continue inequality I think that's going to be a big 2020 discussion and they already right. got the the house to pass the fifteen right. required you know fifteen dollar required minimum. I think you'll hear a lot more than, than right. But there was a couple on the headlines that companies in Seattle that went out of business because of the minimum wage. There's uh, up to fifteen in those laws in place that just filed bankruptcy. Or there's all they said fourteen um, other restaurants are redesigning kitchens so they hire less people. Well, the so they said yeah. they're doing things. It's not helping employment. It's not helping so people are going to hire less. Well, the congressional, the, yeah, the congressional budget office, uh, care. I think they reported it was going to be um, a fifteen dollars minimum wage across the country mm-hmm. would be a loss of one point three million jobs. Right. Well, re- it was registered. Restaurants Unlimited went under. It said they filed Chapter Eleven bankruptcy. Um, they said the result was to increase the company's annual wage expending by ten point six million. They own tons, right. couldn't do it. So a lot of people say, "Well, Mark, why don't you just let the states decide?" Mm-hmm. Okay, true. Um, well, the problem is the states. Uh, a lot of the states have passed, like the local counties or cities right. are trying to pass fifteen dollar an hour, and the state will block it. Hmm. So, you know, um, that's happened in Missouri. That's happened in Alabama, Florida, Iowa, Kentucky, Wisconsin. So they're saying that it's a bigger, you know, even though maybe a local city, you know, that's the issue. Stay tuned. Call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.